Hello, active and inactive listeners. You monarchs here to behold this swelling scene. I'm Madeline Waddle, and this is my colleague and artist in arms, Dob. Hello. We're back again, providing you a backstage pass to the Arden Radio Theater. Plus all the Arden County arts and culture you can stomach. So get out your Pepto, because something wicked this way comes. Here on the Horned Moon Presents. If you're not familiar with The Horn and Moon Presents, we broadcast on 98.5 KMEW The Cat. Meow. Serving Arden County, that's the towns of Elsa, Nor, Verona, Padua, the surrounding unincorporated area of Rome, and of course, where Waddle and I broadcast from, Milford Haven. Join us every week for info on upcoming arts events, local arts resources, and interviews with local artists. Each episode also includes a performance by Arden Radio Theater. In the next two weeks, ART will start their 45th production, Mick. The Scottish Play. And an exciting show it will be, Witches, Regicide, Ghosts. And we're kicking it off, as always, with our picks for the final cast. This year's director is Stephen Spalberg, an orthodontist and prayer leader at the Padua Church of Old Man Talbot. What do we know about what he's looking for, Waddle? This is his first time in the director's seat, but of course, we all remember his turn last year as Claudius in Hamlet. He has a good rapport with most of the acting pool, and sources say his production is looking to be lean, mean, and gory. So he'll be looking for actors fearsome of aspect, but also incisive, clear. No histrionics here. Did you hear that, Diana? What are the leading roles he'll be filling? Obviously, key to the whole show are Lord and Lady M themselves. The interpretation of those characters determines how this tragedy plays out. Does the audience sympathize with the McBeezies, or are they pure evil? So let's start with the big man himself, McCartney. Paul McCartney. A few familiar names are being bandied about as frontrunners for this. Chief among them, Claude Perkowski. Listeners might know Prakowski as Yakmo and Cymbeline and Oberon in Midsummer. He is also responsible for the mural on the overpass at mile marker 82 on Highway 67. What is that mural supposed to be exactly? The title is The Badger Within, and it is a tumultuous and beautiful piece that really sums up Bottle's feelings of resentment and anger. I like to pull over there when I have a lot of rage and yell at it. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Waddle, there's little about you that isn't singular. Aw, thanks, Dobbins. So, Perkowski is a front runner for the role of Big Math. What do you think he brings to the role? There's one word to sum up Claude Perkowski, and that's intensity. He never does anything halfway. If this man decides to kill a king, he kills a king. If cast, we're looking at a Mick. Monroe, tennis great John McEnroe. There's little doubt that if Perkowski is cast, this show becomes about one man and a supporting ensemble. Even his wife isn't going to share in his spotlight. The dark horse in this race, though, is Braun Talbot, and I have to say, knowing Spalberg's style, I think Talbot has a real chance here. Here we have a Mackers whose brute strength, but perhaps lacks You want a dumb Mc... Otto! Gilbert and Sullivan's Mikado! <laughs> Yes, I do. 
He has the subtlety of a battle axe, leaving his wife to be the brains of the operation. Talbot is relatively new to art, debuting just last year's Rosencrantz in Hamlet, but he's proven to be a dominant presence on air. And of course, always in consideration for the top slot is Barry. Barry? He's an utter Philistine. He's Milford Haven's most esteemed citizen. Even an esteemed citizen can be a Philistine. At any rate, I don't think dumb old Barry... Don't call him dumb old Barry. Fine. All I'll say is that I'd rather have my teeth pulled out one by one by a hobo with needle-nosed pliers than see Barry play Macbeth. Ugh, damn it! You made me say it! Okay, I think we know what I have to do. Hold on, listeners. You got the play-by-play, Dob? Folks, for those of you who don't know, there is a common superstition that the name of this season's production is Cursed. If you say it out loud, woe betides you. In order to counteract what she's done, Waddle is now running three laps around the studio. Here she's going past, beginning her second lap. Waddle, I think it's okay if we're doing the show. And she's out of earshot again. While there are many different beliefs surrounding this curse, the one Waddle subscribes to requires, having said the title in full, she is now running three full laps around the studio and will then spit. Oh, she's coming past again. Over your left shoulder, Waddle. And curse, Dob. Of course, and curse. She's on her last lap. She's flagging a little. Form is really suffering in this last lap. It's like she wants it to be over across the finish line and trying to catch her breath enough to spit. And there it is, folks. And, oh, you don't like to see that. More of a dribble than a spit, really. That might impact her overall score and her relationship with the janitorial staff. And she's back. If the production is cursed, it isn't on my head. Bullet dodge. Let's just move on to Lady Mac, and I'll stop there, Waddle, to save your poor heart. Thank God. Lady Mac, seductress, temptress, possessed by evil spirits or evil of her own inclination. It's a coveted role, and one that many of our local actresses have been talking about for months. Who's your pick? Well, obviously, my first pick for every female role is, and always will be, Viola Cabbage. She's my best friend and a damn good egg. But more seriously, I think Agatha Valmont has to be considered the odds-on favorite here. On air, she drips with status. She has a steeliness mixed with an elegance that is hard to duplicate. If Agatha told me to kill a king, I'd do it in quick. Valmont hasn't been made the cut for a few years now. She was last seen as Dido, Queen of Carthage. While from outside she seems the obvious choice, there may be a behind-the-scenes reason why Valmont just hasn't been on air lately. I think we know the reason, Dob, and it's Diana Purblind. Also a good pick for Lady Mac. Purblind was Gertrude last year, and before that the Queen in Cymbeline, and of course Cleopatra opposite a rather miscast Simon Tittle. It's hard to see this show without Purblind. Purblind has the chops, of course, but do listeners want another by the bookmakers? Or are they ready for some new interpretations of this classic text? I am fed to the gills with Lady M's that vamp their way through the murder and then proceed to break into hysterics at the end. But that's the part. Is it, Dob? Is it? Give me a Lady Mac that's vulnerable. Give me one that is truly unsexed and undone by the spirit she calls forth. Give me an ordinary person in an extraordinary circumstance. Otherwise, 
What's the tragedy? It isn't the tragedy of Duncan. It's the tragedy of Macbeth. The tragedy of two people who were good, but ultimately gave in to temptation. That's what we're mourning in the end is the loss of what could have been two heroes. And that's why my pick for Lady McShizzle is Mrs. Octavia Tittle. Impassioned words. I don't see Spalberg going that way, but time will tell. For now, my money is on Diana Purblind. Well, let's wrap it up now with our picks for the remaining cast. Macduff. Jasper Kane, 100%. It's right in Kane's sweet spot, so I have to agree. Banquo. Here's where a tittle comes into play. This is Simon Tittle all the way. I hate to disagree, but I think this is the opportunity for Benedict Mott to shine, a sentimental favorite who can bring this role home. The witches? Lucretia Page, Imogen, and Mariah Smythe. This is where the woo-woo among us go to play. I'm here for some witches that transcend gender. Bring that line about Beard's home with Bron Talbot, mix the enigmatic Mead Gander, and bring it home with the obvious witch pick, Lucretia Page. That's a distinct possibility. Art has been known to cast with utter and blissful disregard for gender. Next up, Duncan. The Honorable Ben Roy. Gravitas, age, he radiates king. I have to disagree. If we're saying Perkowski for Mackers... I'm not. With a Perkowski Mac, then I'm going with newcomer Angus Mobile for Duncan. Lady Macduff. This is going to be the runner-up, so I'm saying that this will be Agatha Valmont's triumphant return to the stage. You know my pick has to be Viola Cabbage. Ross. An unsung hero in this play. This is where you put our resident scholar and perennial dramaturg, Olivia Monk. I can't disagree there. It's a thankless role that requires an amazing handle on the language. So it's Monk all the way. What's your wild card pick? Malcolm. A bigger role than anyone gives it credit for and a tough one for the radio players to cast. There's a newcomer signed up for an audition slot, Stan Morgan. College student studying physics of all things. I'm hoping he's coming to play and will be this year's breakout star. Waddle? The Porter, the only truly comic role in the play, but one that's not aged particularly well. It's got to be Wink Tittle. He's the only one with the charm to pull it off. Now, Waddle, you always insist we leave you out of the predictions, but you'll be auditioning. What are you gunning for? Whatever I can get. Well, you've made your impassioned plea for Octavia Tittle to be Lady McBee, but Spalberg, if you're listening, let me just say, if you're looking for vulnerability and sweetness, Madeline Waddle has it cornered. For me, I'd love to see your Lady Macduff. You're too kind, Dobbins. And you'll be behind the scenes as usual. That's right. I'll be heading up the audio production, so I'll be the one making the rest of you sound good. Well, folks, those are our picks. You can enter the casting pool at the Athenian stalls. Buy-in is $5. We'll be back in two weeks with a cast announcement, the first installment of the show, and an interview with one of the actors. Until then, this show is our show. And these dogs are my dogs. (laughs) We're Waddle. And Dobb. And this has been The Horned Moon Presents. Thank you for listening to The Horned Moon Presents podcast. This show was written by Merlin Q. Sell, who also plays Waddle, and produced by me, Marshall B. Garrett, also playing Dobb. J. Andrew Dickinson composed our theme, which was mixed by Eric Bostic. The Horned Moon Presents is a work of fiction, so all characters, locations, and events are entirely of our own imagination. Any similarities to real people, places, or things are happy coincidences. We're a brand new podcast, so we'd love it if you subscribe to it on whatever feed you're listening to us now, and maybe listen with a friend next time. 
You can learn more about The Horn and Moon Presents and the artists who made it at www.thehornandmoonpresents.com. Thanks again for listening, and you'll hear us again in two weeks.